0: For the what? Yes, Ready for the what? Yes, All right, let's finish our series. We've been on the series for some of you that have not been in church. You can hear it on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. It's gonna make bless you, amen. Because I'm going to move quite fast today, but you will understand. Matthew 28. We will to finish our series on You Are Not Born a Sinner. Amen. Say, I'm not born a sinner. All right, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And it says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and know I am with you, always, even unto the end of the earth. So, I was said, or into the end of the world, and we said, That teaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, is the responsibility of the believer. You cannot say you are born again or be a believer and you've not led somebody to Christ before. That can... See, when we talk about rewards, I just want to say this as an aside. When we talk about the rewards that Jesus is going to reward us on the last day for... He's not going to reward you for coming to church. Because that is already your ass. No, he's going to reward you for coming to church, obviously. Because, I mean, this snow will have to be rewarded. Amen. (laughs) He's not going to reward you for being born again. Because it is not your... it It is a free gift. He's the one that did something at that point. But he's going to reward you for the souls you led to him. And that is the basics of reward. So many times, a lot of people will finish their race on the last day, and Jesus will ask them, what did you do? Then some people will say, I just ate some McDonald's, some um, Chick-fil-A. I just ate, um, you know, what, what's the best food now in town? Um, mission Barbecue? Is, is that, what's the best food? Seasoned Chai Bistro. Nice. Nice is in Thai bistro. No, no, no. Until she has not been operating. <laughs> All right. So now you say. Oh, so now you say, you say, Lord, I've just been eating some good food. And Lord, I say, eh? Is that what I sent you to do? To eat food. Food is an essential in life. You say, Lord, I was just making money. Eh? Goes, eh? really? Is that not an essential? If you don't make money, how will you pay your bills? <laughs> so, that will not be what God will reward you for. What God will reward you for is the lives you've led to Him. The men you've spoken to about Jesus, whether they believe it or not. Those are the people, and not just that, the fruits of it. The men that because of you. Now, as you should ask yourself a question. How many people on this earth are life on this side and they can say because you of you my life changed because of you i am not going to see hell again because of you i am i am i am i am totally changed from the power of darkness into the into the glorious marvelous kingdom of his light Because of you, that is what God is going to reward you for. Because that is the responsibility he gave us in Genesis 1. He says we should multiply, subdue, fill the earth, you know. That is the responsibility. So as a believer, preaching the gospel is an essential. It's a must. It's a necessity. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, um, It's not a persuasion. They shouldn't be begging a Christian to preach the gospel. They shouldn't be telling a Christian to preach. It should be a right. It should be that thing he ought to do. So somebody will ask, on the last day, what am I going to be judged for? I just told you. You're going to be judged, you're going to be asked questions as touching the lives you reached, as touching the souls you talked to, as touching the men you led to Christ. That is what you're going to be judged for. That's what you're going to be asked questions about. So that's why you see, and you see, the America says something, the, the, this, country, the, the, this is our country, They a survey, they say, they say, the, one of the toughest questions to discuss and one of the toughest conversations to have with people is the conversation on religion why because the devil doesn't want people to get born again hallelujah he doesn't want men to preach and preaching doesn't take any hold on you it just starts with the next neighbor it starts with your friend it starts online with that person you're talking to it just start, if you can this i tell people if you can invite somebody to your party you can preach the gospel <laughs> if you can invite somebody to a meeting an ASA meeting, maybe African Society night, or what they call that thing, the African Society. Night. African, African Society. Please come for ASA meeting, or if you can invite somebody to say, apply to my job. You can actually preach the gospel. Hallelujah. If you can tell somebody, do you like this shoe? Everybody is selling something. Everybody. There's something that you have sold that you did not know consciously or unconsciously. Hallelujah. Once you can do that, you can preach the gospel. Because that is the responsibility of a believer. So, and Jesus has given us that responsibility. Jesus has given us that instruction that we should preach the gospel, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So, that is the responsibility given to us. Then we started studying, you are not born a sinner. And we said, the Bible isn't written in our normal English language. And we said the Bible is written in Hebrew language and Greek language. And we said from Genesis to Malachi, they were originally... um, Genesis to Malachi are originally like the scriptures, and that's like the Old Testament that we call the Old Testament today, and they were written in Hebrew. And we said the New Testament was written in Greek. But we now said that to us to understand this, we said we, we, we gave about four kinds of ways to understand the scripture. We said, number one, you must read the Bible as a conversation. What do I mean by reading the Bible as a conversation? You must um, read it in context. Um, we said the use of chapters and verses wasn't written in scriptures. It wasn't agreed or put together by the authors. The, no author was writing and he put chapter 1, verse 1. Nobody, was, nobody would write that way. Um, imagine Paul writing a letter and put verse 1. Do you do that in your letter today? Nobody do that. So it is the translators that added it to it. They added the translation just because they thought that's the best way we understand it, but it's not. It has not done us any good. So we have the right as Christians to also say we don't need that. So the best way to read the Bible is in paragraphs. You read it completely. Let me show you something in Genesis one. You see that Genesis one didn't Isn't supposed to end in Genesis one? Let's read Genesis one. All right. Now, if you read in Genesis 1, you will see on the fifth day, sixth day, seventh day, right? You see the fifth day, all through Genesis 1. Then you see verse um, 31. Look at Genesis 1, 31. It says, And God saw everything that he has made, and behold, it was very good. And in the evening and the morning, we had the sixth day. Now, this is what the translators did. They ended that verse in this place. But look at in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And first the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended all his works, and rested on the seventh day from all that he has made. And look at in verse 3, now it says, And God blessed the seventh day, sanctified it, because that he rested from all the work that God created and made. Do you know that this is where the ending of chapter 1 should have been? How many of you agree that the chapter 1 should have ended in this place? Because he's still talking about the sixth day and seventh day, then chapter two shall have from these are the generations in verse 3. In verse 4, right? Chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 4 should have started, Chapter 2. These are the generations, right? Just like in chapter 5, verse 1. Look at it, chapter 5, verse 1. Genesis 5, verse 1, where it says, These are the book of the generations of Adam. I don't know if you have seen it. So you see that you have to be very intelligent and smart in reading the scriptures. So they didn't arrange it properly. So, there's not a peg that you can have in your mind when you are reading the scripture by saying, okay, this is where you saying this is how I should understand it. And some Bibles will give you footnotes. They will give you some colons on the ending and they will be giving you an assumption of what it should mean. It's good, but you don't have to take it. You have to understand that some things... The only thing that was written by the original authors were the words. They were translated, and when words are translated, now let me give you a word that we can translate even in our English language. You know, just like the popular word, um, "the man has kicked the bucket." So, what for me, what it means? Dead. But can we also take it literally? I say he kicked the bucket. So that means he has varieties of meaning. Okay, let's do another one. Make A while the sun is shining. Use opportunities on time. Be wise with your time, right? Um, which other one? Don't procrastinate. Which other one? Go and make it while the sun is still shining. And <laughs> you see the varieties of meanings that one word can be. Now, so in translation now, when they are coming, when they are translating from the Hebrew or from the Greek to the English, what do the translators do? And that's why I'm very weary of a one-man translator because they are going to be biased. So what do they do? Because English is very new. English is less than an 800 years. In fact, I had to do a study... This January, I had to do a study on the origin of English and where it came from and the etymology of words. And how the words come together. That's why I was not looking at the varieties of how things come together. Just like people will say, 222, um, two, two, 222. But 111, you say 111. Oh, one, one. You, you We don't seem to know how to place it. Then I was not looking at that in English language. It's because of the way the words are being formed. So there are some words in English you be wondering this doesn't make sense. This makes sense because of the newer, the because of the fact that it's still relatively new. So what do the translators do? So if they see a word in the Hebrew, they will look for the closest possible meanings in English and say, okay, just like how we said, make a while the sun is shining now. You know, if I say, if I say come to service, I make a while the sun is shining. I can mean Two different things. Now let's let's do a classwork. If I say come to church at 10 a.m. and make a why the sun is shining, what do I mean? Let's bring varieties of meaning. What do I mean? No, let's talk now. This one spiritualizing <laughs> it. Just <laughs> spiritualize. Ah, this English is too long. Be punctual. Uh-huh. Come to church at 10 a.m. Ensure you are on time. What's your spiritual meaning again? Redeem the time. So that the you have to be in make use so <laughs> of so the opportunity you have to be in church on time. Okay, now. Now, let's agree. Now, as Supernatural Community Church, let's agree. Which one do we choose? Be punctual at 10 a.m., right? That's our own definition of making why the sun is shining, right? That is exactly how the translators do it. So they will look for the closest possible meaning in English and say, okay, that's why you look at the amplified version. I don't if you have read the amplified version before. They will put it in brackets. They will put several kinds of words that you could probably mean. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they will now tell you, this is what we think. So what you are reading in the English language, many at times has to be double-checked. Because it might not mean what the writer is meaning. You know, the worst thing is to misunderstand someone. So that means when I write to you now, it's just like when Moses was writing. We must sit down in his audience. It's just like in Genesis, and we said, we, we looked at Genesis and we said, the issue of image, it says God created man in his image. Do you know how today's word has taken that word? Today's world has taken, in today's world now in English, image simply means image, PNG, mirror, checking myself in the mirror, um, taking a selfie, selfie huh? j We which, which other representation can we have for image in our today's world? photo shoots. <laughs> which other one eh? your shadow I like that one portrait, portrait picture <laughs> image so there's different things for image so somebody will now say you are created in the image of God then you look and you wonder and because I many times Christians don't think especially when they are reading the Bible they don't feel like it's Bible Bible has said it don't think switch your brain calm down the bible is very academical calm down so now look at something in our today's world now there is varieties of words or image right but is that what the writer meant then you look at the world if we are all created in the image of God everybody should look alike am I right I mean if everybody is claiming Hades is claiming is in the image of God Buddhist is claiming they are in the image of God. Um, Traditional worshippers are claiming they are in the image of God. Hagnosis are claiming they are in the image of God. Muslims are claiming they are in the image of God. Christians are claiming they are in the image of God. Ugly, beautiful, big head, big ears, big nose, everybody, they are claiming they are in the image of God. (laughs) Nobody wants to accept that they are not fine. If because everybody say how wonderfully and beautifully created. Everybody says that. But you're wondering we don't look alike. There's white, there's black there's yellow, there's purple, there's different colors. And you're wondering are we all now in the image of God? Are you saying that it doesn't make sense normally? You're actually in the image of your parents. That's the truth. You look like one person. (laughs) You look like your parents. You are the image of your parents. But now, what was the Bible now telling us? You must sit in the place where the audience is sitting. And you must understand what the audience are going through, who they are talking to. What was Moses saying when he says, You are built or every man? God said, Let us create man in our own image. What is an image? Image means a representation. It's from the Hebrew word Selem. And it simply means a physical representation of a supernatural being. That is, it's like saying, I created this microphone. I've, I've used this example several times. It's like saying, I created this microphone, and this microphone represents me. Just like the President of the United States, it doesn't have to come here. It just has to send a seal. And once the seal is on this pulpit, I'm speaking on his behalf. Right? Right, guys? Or He doesn't have to come. He just has to send a seal. And his seal will represent the fact that he came. Can we say that is his image? That is a representation. Right, guys? He doesn't have to come here. He doesn't even have to send somebody. He can just email us or DHL that seal. And that seal will mean that he is here. That is image. That's what God means. A representation. So God created man to be a representation of him on earth. So you are not going to look like him because that is not what he's saying. I mean if you now get it now. I don't know if you get it now. Let me see you guys if you get it. That is what he's saying. So now, that's why Moses will now speak to them and say, and use snakes. And say, the serpent was more subtle than the beast. And the serpent said, can snake talk? No snake talks. So that means you must be in their shoes. Why would Moses use that? Don't forget he was talking to an audience in the wilderness. So he has to use what they are used to. And what will you see in the wilderness? Where are the children of Israel? They were in the wilderness. Right? What are they going to see? They are going to see trees. That's why he say tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Something they can relate with. Just like in our today's world now, if I'm talking now, I have to use examples you can relate with. Moses now cannot relate with President of the United States. Example. Right? I have to use something you can relate I have to use iPhone. I have to use Tesla. I have to use... and No i have to use android no no never. i have to use things you can relate to it hallelujah i i don't like android android is devilish i'm just joking <laughs> okay so you have to use things you can relate to it in conversations so moses will use that same example to talk to them just like the garden issue some people think there's a physical garden There's a this <laughs> He was only explaining. It's just like saying, What's the most beautiful city in our today's world? Dubai. Some people don't agree. Or Down Road. <laughs> what's the most beautiful city in our today's world? Rochester? Rochester? Uh, <laughs> Even you that you are here don't agree. <laughs> okay, in the United States, what's the most beautiful city? In, in, in. Miami, Miami, California. Beverly Hills. Okay, let's use Beverly Hills. So it's like I want to explain something to you guys. I will use what you can relate. I will tell you there are two guys in Beverly Hills who is rich, who has everything. God gave them everything. They're from DX life started. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like God placing them there. He used what they can explain. Garden. Don't forget, how will they get the description he's saying? They are in the wilderness. They will be used to bush, garden, create a garden, grow something. So people that are there for 40 years, they must have created a garden, of see, grow your whole tree here, grow your whole crop here. Are you getting what I'm saying? They will now use that to explain to them. So that they can understand it. So if in your own world now, you are now over-spiritualizing everything, over-stretching it, you are going to make a mistake. Because you must read the Bible as a conversation. Tell your neighbor, say, you read the Bible as a conversation. Number two where we said, you read the words, the grammar, the grammatical structure. What is he saying? What's the English language to it? It's not as English as you think. The Bible is not as English as you think. We looked at it in Genesis 32, where it says, And Jacob wrestled with a man. And that word wrestled there, some people think he was fighting. That he was just blowing punch on the angel. No. <laughs> Remember, why would they use the word wrestle? Why would King James use the word wrestle? They will use the closest possible meanings they could just attach themselves to. But that might not always be what it means. Are you getting what I'm saying? That wrestling there just simply means he was lying down. He was rolling on the floor, prostrating, supplicating in prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean he was throwing punches. You will use the closest possible meanings, so that's what happens in. So when you are reading something in, that's why I tell people you cannot understand the Bible very well if you just stay alone with English. You have to go back to the originals. You have to go back to the Greek, the Hebrew. Check it again, see it again. Is this what it is saying? Are you getting what? It's just like when we're looking at the fathers visited iniquity. And we said that word visit there in the Hebrew, it simply means it caters for, it cares for, it took care of this. That is, God takes care of sin. Hallelujah. So it's not as English as you think. So you must also, we say you must read the grammatical structure. Number three, we say we must read the word, we must check the grammar. And we said the Bible was not written to you. Some of the places, you were not the original first audience. We looked at the church of Ephesus. Are you the church of Ephesus? You are a supernatural community church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you are not the church of Eph- Okay, look at Romans 1. Look at Romans 16, sorry. Let's go to Romans 16. Romans 16. Go to Romans 16, it says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Verse 5, Romans 16, verse 5, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epitinus, who is the first rod of Achai. Do you know him? Is he your brother? Uh, in verse 6, it says, greet Mary, who is bestowed labor on us. Salute Andonitius, verse 7, Junior, my kids. Do you know them? Are they your siblings? Are they your cousins? So you see that you are not the first audience of that letter. But the people he's talking to and writing this letter to, can they say they know them? Right? Can they say they know them? Oh, yes. But imagine if I say, imagine today now, somebody is not in church and I say, greet this brother. We will all be able to relate with the person because we know the person. But somebody watching us online now will not be able to know who that brother is because they are not a member of Supernatural Community Church. I don't know if you get what I'm saying I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Imagine I say, greet one of the choirs. Maybe they did not come to church today. We just say, greet one of the choirs. Some of you will be able to relate. Are you getting what I'm saying? I say, oh, that's the person is talking about. Right? Because you will be able to... So you are not the first original audience. And you must read the Bible that way. Number four, what did we say? What, what, the what is the text interpreting? What is the text interpreting? You must be able to know what the text of the scripture is talking about. And that will help us in our study. What is the text interpreting? So we said, you are not born a sinner. All right, let's go to Romans 5. That way we'll be able to see what the text is interpreting. Let's go to Romans 5. A lot of people believe that Adam sinned and everybody blames Adam and Eve till tomorrow. Everybody's just saying it's Adam, is Eve, is this person that caused it. That is why we are all sinners. That's not true. Adam and Eve were given a choice, eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they didn't hit, they decided to disobey God. Cain and Abel we had the same choice. Their parents, their seeds, their children had the same choice. If thou doest well, their their offering will be accepted. If thou does not do well, the offering will not be accepted. And Cain's own was accepted. They had a choice. Some people now think that because of Adam, he just transferred down. That's why the entire earth, everybody, once a new baby is born today like this, beam, He has not even done anything. He has not, by him just crying. I heard somebody say, by the baby crying like this, beam, He said, he is a sinner. ha, ha. That's too. That's too much. He has not, He has not offended anybody. He has not. Somebody now say, if he dies, he's going to hell. Ah uh-uh. Baby that, baby that has not offended anybody. His side has not even opened to see the world. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is still rejoicing. You now see that one is going to uh-uh. Some people believe that he has. Just by you, just coming to this head, you touch this head like this, you are a sinner. That's not true. That's not true. Nobody is born a sinner. Not even you. You were not born a sinner. Hallelujah. Alright, let's look at Romans 5, where it seems like it can look contradictory. You know, we say we have to interpret the text. We have to make sure that this text... We understand it properly. Go to Romans 5. Because this is the verse almost everybody use. For by one man sin entered the world. They say, Are you not in the world? You are in the world. So you sin has entered you by default. Sin entered into the world and death by sin. So they passed upon all men that have sinned. Remember, it says that have sinned, though. not the people that are born. For unto the law was in the world, but sin was not imputed, and there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him to come? In verse 15 he says, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gifts of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded unto many. In verse 16, and not as it was by one that, that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. In verse 17, it says, He By one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they that receive the abundance of grace and the gifts of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men. To the condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. This is where a lot of people have the issues. Many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. In that says, moreover, the law entered and that my offense abound. But where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. In verse 21, as the sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So, a big question we want to answer is every man a sinner? Another question is, what is the effect of Adam's sin on mankind? Is Adam's sin the sin for all men? Now, that word sin there is from the Greek word amathano or amathea, and it simply means an offense a loss an absence that's the word sin and that word entered there simply means an entrance into a place that is it explains something that was found into a place that was not previously there so when it says sin entered we say sin means an offense a loss an absence so when it says entered it just is like saying i entered i entered into the church it means that I'm coming in, right? I'm just, I've not been there before. I'm just coming in, okay? That's the word "enter." So, so he said, by one man, sin entered into the world. Now, so who was that man? Paul answered the question in verse 14. It says, nevertheless, veteran from Adam to Moses. So Adam is the man by whom sin entered into the world. Adam is the guy. Hence, sin was not in the activities of the world, but came in because of man's activity. I will explain what I'm saying. It's like saying, it was not in existence, but because of Adam, it entered through the door. Now, let's use door for instance. Let's use this emergency door for instance. Imagine I came in through this emergency door, And I have not come in before. You will say pastor entered. Right? Okay. So now Paul was now explaining something. He said sin entered. That means it was not there before. But by this guy's activity it came in through the door. Are we in one page now? Okay. Now he now says death and death by sin which means because of Or, on the occasion of this, because of what has happened with what Adam has done, this now happened as a result, like a consequence. So now, the question we want to ask is, is every man now automatically born a sinner because of that guy? Don't forget, we said it has already entered because of him. Right? Are we in church? Okay, let me explain myself again. Let's take this emergency exit for instance. If I enter now, you will say, Pastor entered. It means I was not inside before. Even if I was inside before, I came in again. You will say, Pastor entered. So Paul said, sin entered into the world because of this guy. So, can we say it was not in the existence of the world before, but as a result of his activity and his action, it came in? Okay. So, now, as a result of that, it now says, and death by sin. So, can we say, now, look at that text again. You have to be very careful when you are reading the scriptures. Look at that text again in verse 12. It says, Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and death by that sin. Can we say, as a result of that sin, death came in? Can we say that? Can we say, as a result or on the occasion of, on the consequence of this, death came in? Are we in one page? Okay. Now, is every man, we now want to answer that question. Is every man born a sinner as a result of this guy's sin? Look at that same two or four. In that says, and so they passed upon all men that have sinned. You know in our today's world, when we read passed upon, it will mean share the offering, pass that offering bowl around the church. It means I pass it to this person, I pass it to this person. I you, when you are in high school, they used to give you shit. They would tell you, maybe they still do it today. Pass it to the back, pass it to the back. So in your head now, in our head, we just automatically think when they say pass it through, they just... They say passage. And don't forget, who is the guy that is the main pass is the chief pass You know, how many you have those class captains, in or class monitor, whatever they call it, that when they want to share the script, they will keep their own and put their own answer. They will not be sharing all that work. So, and be announcing the score. I am in a BC, two over 100. <laughs> I will be at that rubbish class captain. Then he will not announce his own and if he you Do ah, you guys are in America, you can't understand. Did they used to do class captain in high school in America? Wow, you guys are missing no class captains in high school. That one guy would just be the boss for the whole class. I know Americans can't do Americans can't take it. They will have stopped the guy too. <laughs> because the guy would have been so, ah, so, you guys are, ah, you guys, so. So, how was high school life like? Like, so you just come to class. Do you have a class teacher? In high school in America? You guys have a class teacher? You go to the class, you know, the class. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. it's like college, you go to the teacher's class so where do you stay when you don't have class? in In a class there's always a class for every time there's always a class for every time so you don't be carrying your bag and be going just like college so that 5 minutes, where will you be? you'll be walking so not the teacher coming to meet you in class so you don't do or stand, greet Wow! I'm so sorry. I didn't do high school (laughs) here. Wow! So (laughs) how do how do you know to understand my explanation? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So really, that's what you guys do. So you don't. So how you don't greet the teacher? The teacher is just saying, rise. Guys, let's move on to the next thing. There's a good morning. Some people, some people that I even agree with Jisha will not even yeah, greet. They don't, they don't so not you just walk in. Nah. So, can you walk out too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk out. <laughs> eh? the, if you are going through problems, send it to the principal office. No, they don't flog you. No. They don't use cane. Kayla is like, no, <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, discipline. they don't discipline you. Yeah, detention detention, you don't yeah. get me, so. What's detention? Prison. Like, <laughs> time out. School, What's, what does time out mean? They just put you somewhere and be eating. What you will actually have done at home, <laughs> you will not be doing it in school. And that's trouble. Why did I not school here? <laughs> Why did I not do high school here? Why did I have to go through the torture? Of... <laughs> Why did I have to do the torture? Oh, okay. Back to church. <laughs> well, I, will, I need to know more of this after service. Back to church. So is every man born a sinner as a result of sin? So we say that word passed upon all men, that word passed there simply means to spread, to traverse. So by saying it passed upon all men, it implies it traveled around. When you say passed upon, you know, for something to pass, it has to, there has to be an activity that it has to take it away. Take it, there has to be, when you say something passed, or it's just like where the COVID was going. The, the, um, the virus was in the air and it can be passed across to everybody. So, can we say it traveled round the entire earth or the world? Let's use the COVID now, for instance. Okay. So, it means that it traveled round. And now look at something. It's supposed to be, and does it mean that it now traveled? You just be on your own. Everybody will just be on his own. And sin will just come and meet you where it is because it's traveling around. No, I want us to think. We're going to answer the question, but I want you to think. When you are reading Bible, learn to think. Don't drop your brains. The brain you are using in school, the brain you are using in your job, don't drop it when it comes to Bible. Don't say because it's Bible, it's Bible. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's why I gave you brains. So that you can think through his word. Even in the scripture it says come let us reason together. So God likes you to think. <laughs> That's what God says. says. Come let us reason together. <laughs> so does that mean that you will just be on your own. At home. Doing your own thing. And sin will just travel down to you. So the baby that has not done anything. Who was just born. By the reason of just being born. The sin just traveled down to meet the baby and meet him there from Adam. How many years ago? He's just traveling. I want you to think. Now, example will be a spread of news. How do let's do an example of a spread of news? When they say that news traveled around the world. How did it travel? Will you be on your own? And they say the, you know, you say, pass that information across. Okay, just like our mailing list now, where we used to pass an information across, that I send the information and you hear Ayobeng say, I love you, we win, or we light up the earth. Do you know that? Even the, if the information is being passed, if you do not open your mail, you are still not going to know what I said. Okay, just like next week's Sunday service now, which is true, we are having a 7 p.m. service, which is true. Now, if you are not in service today, we are going to send a mail and a reminder. But if nobody is in service today, if the person does not know, if somebody has not been to the supernatural commission and doesn't know our culture of last Sunday of the month, and the person doesn't read this mail, how will the information be passed across to the person? Are you thinking? Are you thinking? Okay, let's see. Scripture We always explain Scripture. Let's see Acts 8 verse 4. Let's look at that word passing or past. Are, is, are you thinking, right? You're thinking? Yes, uh, are we in church? Yes. At 840. But Philip was found in Azothos and passing through. He preached in the city till he came to Caesarea. When it says passing through, it's an activity he did on himself, right? Yes, By himself, right? Yes. All right. Look at Acts 10, verse 38. Acts 38, Acts verse 38, it says, "How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and he says, who went about, can we say, going everywhere, passing through, yeah. right? Okay, look at Acts 11, 19. And they were scattered abroad and upon the persecution that rose upon Stephen and traveled as far as Phoenix and Ant- as Cyprus and Antioch preaching the word to none but to the Jews only. Now it is obvious that when something is being passed across it is not automatic. It's just like when the COVID was that's this is a bad example but it's just like when the COVID was going on they gave us a regulation. Don't go out, don't touch, no relate with people, don't sit down with people, don't go to work. Even if you want to go to work, I remember that time I was going to work, we we'll sanitize our hand like almost 10, 50 times. After every one, one hour, they'll tell you, please, can you go sanitize a little bit? Please, can you go sanitize a little bit? <laughs> now, that shows that nothing. For something to be passed across, so something to spread, and that's a verb. When they say passed across, spread, that's a verb in English, right? It's an action. That means it cannot be done on its own. How many of you are thinking? How many of you are thinking? So when he says, now let's go back to our Romans 5. When he says, and they passed across or passed upon all men. So that Romans twelve was not referring to what happened by procreation, that death will just be moving. So the wind of death will just be moving. You so be moving to all men on his own. No. But can we say, if you choose to sin, just like Adam, it will come to you. Can we say that? Can we say that? But. If you have not done anything, will it come to you? Because we said pass across is action, right? Is you have to do something. So when he says he passed across, it's just like when you, if a news is spreading today now. If you are somebody that doesn't watch the news of Rochester so much, you wouldn't know the gun violence that is happening. You wouldn't know the kind of accident that has happened in the snow. In the, in the course of the last eight days. And yet the information is available, but yet you have not seen it or you have not read it. Why would you, how would you know? Because I just told you. Can I say I just passed the information to you? Yes, sir. Are you seeing it? So, how did you get the information? By you coming to church? By me telling you? So, you say it's something that, and you opened your ears to sit down to listen. Also, you know, you could actually have stand up and walk away. Are you seeing it? So, can you see that? When he says being passed across, it can't be by procreation. By you just giving birth, then it's passed like that. How know if you are understanding this to this point? If you understand, let me see your hands. Okay. So, can we say that? There has to be that action. So, when you do that same action of sin, it comes to you. Can we say that? So, by procreation, does it come? So, when you were born... Were you automatically born a sinner. Yes, by your child being born. With that your child just automatically by just stepping into this world be a sinner. Yes. Uh-uh. That child has to do an action for him to be a sinner. If it makes sense let me see your hands. Okay. Now because look at go back to that Romans 5. Church is a Bible school. Church is a place you learn. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at it in that Romans 5, verse 12. It says, "With was by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so, death passed upon all men that have what? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing it? So, that means, if you have not sinned, death will not come to you. How do you get it now? How do you get it now? The death, the consequence, the sin, it will not come. But, it is by the action you have undertook that makes it come. That's why you will see that word sinned there in Romans 2, verse 12. You can put this down for your reference. Romans 3, verse. It's just like in Romans 3, verse. Look, at, let's go to this Romans 3, verse 23. A lot of people say this one a lot. Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned. Some will just feel like, bro, you have not done anything just by being born to this world. You have sinned. <laughs> so, but do you now understand the sins now? All have taken part in an action. If you have not done something, can you be called the whole? You know, all is relative. Can I say, all supernatural community people, let's stand up. With the church upstairs, stand up. They are not part of our whole. Hall is relative. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that scene there, we mean the person that has done an action. Am I, is it making sense to you guys? Okay, Romans six verse um, six, Romans six verse fifteen. Too, you will see there. So that means an act carried by by an individual, by an action. You also see in, Rome, in Matthew eight, Matthew eighteen verse twenty one, when he says, "How often shall I forgive those who are forgiving me?" It says seventy seven by 77, 77 times, seven times. Matthew twenty seven verse thirty two. You will see that also. So now. Go back to that Romans 5. Is it making sense to us gradually? Alright. In that Romans 5, verse 13, it says, For until the law sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. And that says, Nevertheless, that reigned from Adam to Moses. So that means, while the beginning of sin was by Adam, the law was also given by Moses. That's what he meant. So when he says imputed, imputed means to charge an account. That means a debt, an obligation. That means sin was in the world, but there was no obligation to repay sin. So when he says sin was not imputed, it does not mean sin doesn't exist. Sin actually exists, but there was no obligation to repay it. So that's why he now told us that, but on the offense also is the free gift. For if through the offense of many, of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God, which is the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ has abounded to many. So that reigns, that means he ruled. The meaning of reign is rule. When somebody says reign, it means rule. So, do you see that death did not automatically pass to all men? It was not automatic. You have to do something for sin and the consequence which is death to come. How I many if you are getting me to this point? So, when he now says that, he now says, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. That means that there has to be somebody that will repay that action. That will take that action away. So, what did Christ do by his death, his burial, and his resurrection? He came to repay that obligation. Just that's why what was most what was what was um, Paul teaching us here? He's showing us that because of this one man, sin came. Another one man will, pay, will take away that same action away. If you are understanding me, let me see your hands. Because so now, so if somebody asks you, why did Jesus come? Why can't he, doesn't he already forgive sin? He does. He has been forgiving sin from the Old Testament. You will see a Muslim tell you and say, do you mean that if I cannot just, if I did not just, if I, if I just stay in my house and just say, Lord, forgive me, you mean God will not for, he will. But the reason why we preach about Jesus is because we looked at, because of one man, there was an entrance. He entered, right? Something entered. What did one man come to do? He came to take it away. So sin will now be on that one man who has not believed. If you choose and say, I'm not believing the gospel and I still want to remain as a sinner, you will take away your portion. Are you say that? Preaching the gospel is a fair right. It's like a legal term. We are only telling you a legal thing. You imagine telling a sinner now, somebody who has not believed the gospel, and you're telling him, if you don't believe the gospel, you are going to die, and you are not going to see an internal life or something. Do you know that that's legal? Because the person who took it away, you chose to believe the person. Okay, let me let me give you an instance. Imagine you owe a debt, or you owe a debt now. And I told you, I said, don't worry. I've cleared your debt for you. Let's say you owe a credit card debt, $10,000. And i said, say, don't worry. I've cleared it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i said, don't worry. I've cleared it for you. Do you know that? Even if you do not see it, even if you do not see physically, you are still going back to your account. And you are still seeing the total. They tell you it will take 14 business days. To show. You are still going to be thanking me. To believe that. Ah. This has been taken away. Right? Now. That is exactly what Jesus did. You. You did something wrong. By sinning. Doing something. Now somebody say. What is sin? We will we, we'll address that soon. You did something wrong. By doing something wrong. What did Jesus come to do? He came to pay. Take it away. Pay it. It was like a Payment. I paid for it to be free. So that's why we say if any man believes in him, he shall have internal life. Because you can't die now. He has taken that debt away from you. He has taken the consequence away from you. What is left after death? You guys are too quiet. What is left after death? Life. What's the opposite of death? Life. So if somebody. What causes death? Now, Jesus has now taken away that sin, the death, the consequence, and what did he give you? He gave you life. Because you can't die again as a result of what has happened. If you get into this point, let me see your hands. Because you have believed in him. And you see the joy of your salvation. So, you see why? You can't still be calling yourself a sinner, And yet a righteous person. There has to be a distinction. A man who has believed the gospel is not a sinner again. Second Corinthians 5 verse 21. He says, he that knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he took something away and gave us something. And don't forget, is he as a result of Adam? You have that one. Mm -mm. It is what you did yourself. So what did he come to do? He came to pay the debt of what you did. So that means, if I give birth tomorrow, which I will, whatever sin that my child will commit, he has paid it years ago. All I just need to do is to believe that he has paid it. And that child will have eternal life forever. But if you don't believe what will happen, that same consequence of the sin and death will stay. If you make sense to you, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. If you make sense, good. So now, in Romans five verse fourteen, it says, "Nevertheless, deterring from Adam to Moses." So that means that when he says auntie, it doesn't replace an end or a stop. It just simply means that, um, It just simply means that to this day and beyond, and it's something like it's an ongoing action. So when he says that. Um. After the similitude, it means after the likeness, the semblance of someone. So when he says that reigned until. That until it simply means an ongoing reality. It means it did not stop at Moses. it's also reigned after. That's why it's just like when you say the kingdom of God survives until this day. It's an ongoing reality. So that shows us that that shows us something. That when he says, Who is the figure of him to come? all of those things, it just simply means that. Um, this raised out that uh, who is the figure of him to come? it just simply means that. Um, he was co- you may think he was comparing Adam to someone, but mm, not really. Because when he says, Figure of him to come, there it followed by, and it is not a reproduction, figure of that which is to come, it means Adam's sin was a figon, a pattern. Of those sins to come. So what was Paul teaching us. When he says. It was Adam's. Even after them that are sinned. And Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him to come. It shows us that. What was the writer of Genesis showing us. It shows us that. Adam set a pattern of sin for us. Adam sinned. Now listen to me guys. And I really want you to be very careful on this. It shows us that. Adam sinned did not happen to us or did not affect us by procreation, right? It only set a pattern. That is, if you do wrong, go. This is your consequence. A consequence happens. That is why, do you notice, Cain and Abel were also left with that same choice. What is the choice? Go and bring something. And I explained it to you. I said, go and bring something. It's like saying, what do can and Abel do? Let me give you in a clear form. It's like saying, you know what, what is like me now? I can't even operate an Android phone. If somebody buys me an Android phone now, I just feel like a person is mocking me. I can't operate it. Are you to what I'm saying? Now, imagine buying me and you know. It's not you that you do not know. You know, you are sure. You know, and somebody say, "Go and buy Pastor a gift." He says, hm, "Is this Android phone? I will buy." That was exactly what Cain and Abel did. Cain knew what God wanted, and he decided to bring something else. Abel brought something. I'm just giving you a place, simple term definition of what he did, what they did. Uh, Abel, Brie. the law says he had respect for the offering of Abel. But he couldn't regard it. Now, is, is it that I will not collect the gift? I will collect but I, don't, I will not regard it. I will not even open it. It's just like in my house now, I'm even wanting to give it away. I have wristwatches that I, don't, I can't use. Because I can't, I'm so Apple-oriented that I don't know how to use a watch that is not even Apple. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I like the digital thing, something getting notification, you know, something, but so I should not be using watch that is just moving around the clock. I would just, or something like this that is just moving, I, I can't relate again too much. The reason why I don't like it too much is because when I was much younger, they flogged me. What does the time mean? When is he in one, he is in, it means, <laughs> I'll just say, hey, when is he in one? He's in. He is in. What is it mean? Ha! Say God, my lord and oh my God. <laughs> when the small one is in 12, he, and the big hand is in six. He's in 1230. He's in what? 1230. That's how I learned how to read time. You now, you know, you, you, you get up in America, everything is easy. You just read to say 1210. That's lazy approach of time. You have to know how to say the quarter past. Ah! <laughs> quarter past, quarter two. Some of you cannot relate. All you know about time is one, one o'clock, two ten, two o oh two. If you want to go and call time for my mother, then ah, and it's in two o oh two. You say, mommy, I, I don't really know, but the big aunt. Uh, you will not count it. You will go to the club very well, you count it. One, two, three, four. The big hand is in four. <laughs> the small hand is in two. <laughs> they one will say, okay, I'll dust that. See, it's quarter toe. Ah. So show it's quarter toe. It. <laughs> but now you just say two oh two. Two oh three. If I so if we will show you two or three point forty five seconds. You don't be telling your mother. The the thing is rolling. That thing is still moving, but the big end. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. You, I can't like that kind of clock. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, back to Abel's and Cain and Abel's offering. That was basically what happened. It's like basically saying, God had respect for this. God does not have respect for this. But it's a choice that they both knew. They both individually see. They did not just wake up in the morning and just say, because of what our father has done. Oh wow. We are automatically there. That's why Abel was not. Are you seeing it? Because he did not pass from, it was not passed down. Abel did his own, and it was counted for him. Cain, the Lord told him, if you are done well. <laughs> Would your offering not be accepted? Are you seeing it? That is it. If it's making sense to you, let me see your hands. Okay. So what was Adam sin giving us an example of? Adam's sin gave us a pattern such that every man is left with a choice. In scripture, man has been given a choice either to do good or to do evil. Death and life. Light and darkness, you are the one who will choose the one you want. And whatever you choose has consequences. I have chosen to believe the gospel. The consequence is eternal life. You choose not to believe the gospel, death, eternal damnation, you perish. <laughs> Everybody has their choice. So what was Adam sin? giving us an example of a pattern? So, when he says, death reign after the similitude, a pattern. So, he's not saying because of Adam, the thing just was moving. So, we looked at that past across. Does it mean that you just be on your own, giving birth to your own child, it will come and meet your child? Your child is also left with his choice. So, as he's growing, once he starts doing evil, hmm. (laughs) once he starts doing good, okay. Are you seeing it? And when he believes the gospel, he has taken away that payment. God has taken away that payment. He has paid the debt. He has paid for that thing. What if you are seeing it now? He has paid for it. So as I close now, sin is an action of individuals and not as a sin that you inherited in Adam. So stop blaming Adam. Men, stop blaming Eve. He is Eve. He is Eve. (laughs) No. Stop blaming Adam. Stop blaming Eve. Everybody is doing what they want to do themselves. So this gives us an understanding of the gospel. And how to receive the gospel. So Jesus' resurrection from the dead makes his grace available for us. So, those who have received the gift of righteousness. Now, look, so look at it in verse 16 as we, as we gradually begin to close. In verse 16, Romans 5, verse 16. Does it make sense to everybody? Yes. Did this bring some light and clarity? Oh, right. Look at the verse 16. Say not as it was by, by one that sinned, so it is a gift. It now says, for the judgment was by one's man condemnation, but a free gift to many offenses of judgment. It says in verse 17. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in christ through jesus christ hallelujah and it says therefore by one man's offense of judgment came upon all man condemnation even so by the righteousness of the free gift come upon all men by the justification of life so now look at it does it mean that because christ died automatically the entire sin is just eradicated like that that's what all these universalists believe they believe that, don't worry, Jesus has come. He has taken away everybody in this life sin. It's not true. Everybody, if you don't believe the gospel, your sin is not gone. Your sin has not been paid for. So it's just like that pass across. You have to hear it again and take an action. Are you seeing it? Just like you took an action in sin, you also have to take an action in believing the gospel. Are you seeing it? So that taking an action will now take away that. I said it's a legal ground. It's very legal. Hallelujah. So just like you say, you know we, we talked about that pass across. And we say it doesn't just come on you. You have to believe, do take an action, then that makes you a sinner. The same thing, you have to take an action to believe the gospel. You cannot just be born and just say, oh, because I'm born. You have to take that action. believe the gospel. Are you seeing it? So that way, it's clear. So does this bring clarity to us that? Don't blame Adam. Blame yourself. Blame yourself. Don't don't say, the reason for my bad attitude is because of Adam. There was one day I was talking with one of my friends. He said, "Ah, this Adam, he he did something wrong. I said, bro, (laughs) it's you that did it, not Adam. Adam did it so. You have done your own. And so we say, is the devil. Yes, it is. The devil will always lead you, tempt you, put his own mouth to it, just like Adam did it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Adam's own showed us a template. What was Adam's own in this O.D.? He just showed you a template of how sin is done. That it's a disobedience. I willfully chose to do this thing. Yet inspired by the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you also willfully believe the gospel. Inspired by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you saying that it's legal? I it. So if you sit down with a Muslim, I think you need to explain this to them. Yeah. So what do we say? But why are we believing Jesus? Why should we not believe Jesus now? Who would have paid for it? Can you pay for it? Do you think the ram that they are killing can pay for it? It's not a ram that sinned now. It's a man that sinned. Ram did not do anything wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The ram they are killing did not do something wrong. That was why 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, In that new no sin, he had to become sin to take it away through his death. Hallelujah. And that now gave you a justification. You don't have to use your blood to pay. All you have to do is believe. What said thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that if you believe the gospel if, and confess with your mouth that Christ be saved. That, that's all you need to believe. Light and darkness, death and life, you have to choose. But then Moses told them, say, choose you this day. Death and life, blessings and causes, choose. So, if you have done something wrong, there is someone who has paid for it. He has paid for the one of 2090. He has paid for 30,000 and something. He has paid. All you just have to do is believe. So we are living on, we are swiping the credit card free of charge. It's like those unlimited Mr. B's credit card. I don't even know Mr. B's. His job is swiping. That is it. Hallelujah. So you see why Christ came? He came for that purpose to repay it, that obligation, to set to it. And I'll say, now, guys, you don't have anything, any reason to blame anybody. Believe me. And when you believe me, you walk in in the newness of life. And that. So, as we gradually begin to close, pray for me as I close. So, those who have received the free gift of righteousness and those who have been saved from sin and death, they also have to receive it so it's therefore clear to us no one is born a sinner as a result of adam say i'm not born a sinner you know you are not a sinner even despite you have believed the gospel you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus i want you to look at it in second Corinthians. good day i've been mentioning it but i want you to see it yourself look at second corinthians 5 verse 21 i want you to see it yourself and i want us to read it together let's read it together everybody 2 Corinthians 5.21 Let's read it together. For he hath made him sin who knew no sin that we might what? That you might what? You may be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what are you now? Righteousness of God in Christ. So your parents' sin does not transfer to you. See, when I was in primary 2, I did this in elementary school. I did this. So, pray for your life oh, it might naturally come to you tell them it's a lie it does not come by procreation. every man for himself I think this will destroy some deliverance theaters where they think that you have some problems that it has been transferred for one generation to another that's not true every man for himself when you see the pattern you can easily deal with it it's not a not a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. So, see, my, my forefather died at 50. My second father died this. That's just not, you are born again. They, are, they may not be born again. It's not concerning you. Don't live in that kind of fear. say Ah, there's an, history of, uh, there's an history of this particular sickness in our family. Don't accept it. You are born again. You can deal with it. You can receive healing. Accept it, hallelujah! Hey, amen. Oh, it's just a reddit He passed down that naturally, me too. So, when you are young, you too, when you, you start telling yourself, and it's because you confess those negative things to yourself, that's why you see it happen. You accepted it. There are things you have to reject, there are particular things in my own family I rejected. So, no. No, no, it's not going to be my own, and it's not mine and it will never be mine. Hallelujah. Be bold about all those things. You are born again. Say I'm born again. Hallelujah. So a man must make his own decision. Your parent decision that your parents are pastors does not mean you automatically become a Christian. I think that's the mistake a lot of children make. They say, my father is a pastor and their whole life is wayward. <laughs> no, that's wrong hallelujah that your parent did it does not mean that it will come on you No. every man will make his own decision just like Adam, just like Eve, just like Cain just like Abel, just like every other person in scriptures made their own decisions for wrong everybody so everyone is required to make a choice as well and what choice have we made we thank you Lord Jesus that we made choice to serve God, the choice of righteousness, the choice of life, the choice of the choice of heaven. Amen. Praise God. Let's just be on our feet and let's just thank God. Did this bless you? Let's thank him. Thank him this morning. Thank him for the word you've received. Thank him. This your and bless blessing. Thank him. My righteousness, my master and my king. Sing that song, come on. My comforter, redeemer and my friend. For this I will praise you. For this I will praise praise you. And lead your holy name. name. For you have redeemed me. For you have redeemed me. And save me now and forever. Jesus, you are my righteousness, my my master, and and my king. And Jesus, you are my comforter, redeemer, and my friend. Just thank Him this morning for the price He has paid. Thank Him for the choice you made to believe the gospel. Thank Him because you will never know what it means to go through hell. You will never know what it means to go through death. You will never know what it means to perish. You will never. It's never going to. You, you are never going to have the understanding of it. You will only preach it, but you will never know the meaning. Thank Him for that tonight, this morning. Thank Him. Thank Him this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's be the Praise God. You know the beautiful thing about this is that we can only tell an unbeliever and say you will perish. But you that you are saying it, you don't know the meaning because you are never going to experience it. This death we are saying, you know Paul told us we are sleeping. You are never going to experience what death really means because you are born again. Is the man who has not believed the gospel that is going to experience death because he will never wake up again hallelujah paul says that the man who is in christ even if he dies he's sleeping hallelujah because his spirit is alive christ has paid for death so but the man who is not born again they are gone hallelujah but you know you will never experience it what a joy you, are never, you will only preach it, but you will never experience it. If somebody tell you, <laughs> explain the real chicken, you will just say, but it's never going to be something you will experience. And it, It's not like all those stupid people on YouTube that go to hell and tell you they come back and they see some people on hell. That's the most stupid videos ever. Don't believe those stupid videos. They tell you that, I went to hell, I saw this preacher, I saw this preacher. That's, they are just seeing an imagination. A stupid vision. Nobody goes to hell and comes back and come back and tell you what happens. Are you telling? Are you getting what I'm saying? How many people in the Bible did you see? that they went to hell and come back and tell you what happened. Did Jezebel go to back to? Hell? Did Judas Iscariot tell us what has happened to him? Are you getting? What, nobody go back goes there and come back and tell you that. See, we see the fire. He's burning. He's burning. Rubbish. Those are the here. Don't believe those stupid stories. Stories of hell. Any story that your here cannot be God. That's a story from hell you get to what i'm saying you can never experience it because you are born again because you have believed the gospel you have believed jesus hallelujah if 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 then believing jesus means will we will still experience it then why did he come and die why did he then he wasted his time for three, 33 years then he wasted his time then he is not god hallelujah but we are serving the living god hallelujah Hey, Amen.